Well, Jillian, are you ready for the weekly woo? <laughs> Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Well, Jillian, are you ready for the weekly woo? I am so ready for the weekly woo, Rosalie. Can you tell our listeners what the weekly woo is? I sure can. The weekly woo is the part of our show where we talk about some woo shit that we've gotten up to this week, that we've received, that we've learned about, that we've experienced, that just make us feel connected to the larger universe. Uh, I believe it was the larger woo universe. Yes, correct. There we go. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to say Wooniverse, but I was just like, no, I should. I was I had a battle in me. There was a battle happening, but we fought through it. Yeah. Well, I will always encourage you to use Wooniverse instead of Universe. Okay, noted. Um, <laughs> okay, Rosalie. Well, I want to hear what your weekly woo is. I'm excited. Okay. It may come as a shock to our listeners that I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> And I started listening to one called Trust Me, which is about cults Mm. and cult-like organizations. And a former skinhead neo-Nazi white supremacist guy was on an interview, and he's now an anti-racist. And his name is Frank Mink, I think. And at the end of his interview, which was really fascinating, and I highly recommend it to everybody – who's even remotely interested in social justice and anti-racism and cults. But he talked about how he realized not too long ago that God wants him to be of service Hmm. and that that is his purpose. And he was very non-denominational and very open about like, hey, I don't care what your religion is. It doesn't matter. But just listening to him talk about how all he wants now is to just be of service. It just really resonated with me. It's really nice. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be of service. And I don't yet know how that will look, but that just felt so true to my heart chakra, Mm. to my soul. That felt like my soul purpose. I love that. When I I kind of feel like I'm with you because I've been thinking about that lately. I was watching a dear dot 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 on Apple TV, I think. Okay. And it is all these different celebrities and they read letters from people that wrote them about how they affected them. Mm. And it's just like, oh, I want to do that. I want to, you never know. And that's the thing that they talk about. 
One of my favorite was like, Oprah was saying this to Maya Angelou, like this school that I've started in South Africa, this is going to be my legacy. And Maya Angelou said to her, you don't know what your legacy is. And she says, no, the school in South Africa is going to be my legacy. And Oprah said, you, and Maya Angelou said, you don't know what your legacy is going to be because you don't know all of the people that you have touched and what Mm. they are going to do. So I don't know. I don't know what my bigger purpose is, but I... I'm starting here with this podcast, and I'm hoping yes. that whatever we are putting out into the world, it's doing some good. It's turning on somebody, or turning, well, you know, to you, <laughs> but it's it's lighting people up in some way or helping them yeah. learn something, or even if they can just get a laugh in a day that is like a shitty day. Like yeah, that is totally. a positive thing. That's positive service. That's what I think. That's what I have to say about that. I agree. And I also, to me, being of service doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I'm going to spend my time volunteering or working for a nonprofit. Not that either of those is bad. If you've got the time to volunteer or if you want to work for a nonprofit, that's great. But to me, being of service is doing something positive for the world. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, Jillian, just like this is the start, I feel of my mm-hmm. service. Yes. And it's really whatever your soul is just crying out to do. That is your service. Yeah, it's about like whatever your special magical power is in yourself, sharing that with other people with the intent to like help other people. Like that is the biggest service that we can do, I think. Absolutely. Okay. So, all right. What was your weekly woo? Um, my weekly woo was not as profound. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to cut this podcast off right now. No. Oh, girl. Oh, this is just tarot time. <laughs> so I got a new job recently. I think we've talked about that in previous episodes, and I love it. It's a great job. But I had done a tarot reading prior to the job, but prior to starting the job to like, what is in store for me? And what the tarot cards clearly said is like, you're going to be working a lot and you're going to be really tired. (laughs) And that is my life these days. I am (laughs) so exhausted from my job. And I'm just like, the tarot cards knew it. They knew it. So I did another read with part two of my weekly woo, these beautiful new tarot cards that my friend Hannah gave me, Ethereal Visions Illuminated Tarot Deck. They're delicious. And I'm going to do the reading at the end of the episode from them. Ooh, I can't wait. Yes. But uh, yeah, it was just basically, yeah, keep working hard. (laughs) It's going to pay off. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of hard work for me in my future. But that's okay. I like well, hard work. This podcast doesn't pay for itself. Fact. <laughs> so you got to you got to bring in the big bucks. I'm so, bringing in the money so that we can keep this going. That's right. That's right. We're being subsidized. <laughs> subsidized by a big corporation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a very very small community college. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, we we are the world. (laughs) All right. All right. I am excited about our topic today. Yes, we're going a little bit different this week, and I think it's going to be fascinating. I agree. We are going to be talking about finding your woo peeps. Yes. Your community. Yes. And that's something that 
I have certainly struggled with. Yeah, I know. I've had my stories, both good and bad, uh, as far as connecting to community. And the other thing, too, that I think this is a really great topic is we snoop on our data and see where people are listening from. And, you know, we've got a lot of people that listen in Oregon and Washington because Mm -hmm. that's where we're at. But we also see we have people all over the world and in many different states that probably might not have a lot of woo people in them. So I'm hoping that this might be something to reach out to people that feel like maybe they're a little different or a little alone in their community and and a way to connect up to people. Yeah, shout out to Iowa. (laughs) Hey, Iowa, we're looking at you. Okay. Rosalie, why don't you tell me, like, what does this mean to you? I mean, for me, finding my community is finding people that I resonate with, where I feel comfortable being fully myself with them. Yes. And also who enjoy doing some of the same things that I do that are in the woo spectrum. Yes. It doesn't matter what religion they are or anything else, just as long as they're good people who are kind of into the woo. Yeah. And obviously, you can have great community outside of woo, but it's so rewarding to have a group of people or even one person that you can embrace that part of yourself with. Exactly. Yeah, who gets you. Yeah, I totally love that. It can just be one other person. It doesn't have to be a whole church of people if church is your thing. Uh, But yeah, just one other person. And I really like it to be about... Somebody that I can have fun with when I talk about this stuff, you know? Like, yes, I love you because we don't take this stuff too seriously. Like, we laugh Mm -hmm. about it and we have fun with it. And, like, that's that's what my community looks like. Absolutely. But other people's community are very serious about it. And that's okay, too. It just needs to look like how it needs to look like for you. Whatever whatever floats your boat. Exactly. I want to ask you what your experience has been as far as trying to find people that you can connect with and find your community. Like, what has that looked like to you? You know, it's been a roller coaster, to be perfectly honest. Sorry, I had a little burp inside me. Yeah. Dionysus (laughs) is getting the gas going. Mm, There There, we go. There, Good girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... It has been a real roller coaster for me. I remember when I figured out that I was pagan, but I didn't really know how to start being pagan. I was 18, I was in college, and I met another student who had a pentacle necklace, Mm. so a five-pointed star in a circle, and we were working in a sound booth together in a theater thing, and I was like, oh, I really like your necklace. Are you pagan? And she just gave me the stink eye. Oh, no. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And not another word. Oh. And so I felt really intimidated. It turns out that she was actually the president of the pagan group on campus at Mm. that time. She was a senior. She was threatened by, she knew that you were a budding queen of the pagans and you were a threat (laughs) to her. (laughs) It definitely felt like this is a a club that you are not welcome Mm. to join, that you do not have the cred to be part of. I hate that. That is so sad. Yeah. Luckily, I decided to just ignore that feeling that she gave off when I saw that they were advertising for their Beltane celebration my first year of college. 
And I started going to group meetings and eventually started participating and really found an amazing community at my college. But of course, college is finite. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say you persisted. So I like that. Yes. So when I lived in Chicago, I found a coven really quickly through a website called witchvox.com. Oh, yes. But that's no longer, that website doesn't exist anymore. But it was a great resource at the time to find by state covens that were open, events, shops, everything. And I, I wish that they were still around. Yes. And I found a, an interesting and, and satisfying coven, but oh, Jillian, I'm, I feel like I'm just talking and talking and talking. What are your, some of your experiences? <laughs> well, it's funny because I had a similar experience uh, as you, but I did not persist like you did. I don't know if I've told this story before in a previous episode because I've said it, but I don't know if it got cut. I don't but, think you've told it in an episode. Okay, well, I'm going to tell it now. So listen up, people. When I was in high school, I was really into being a Greek Orthodox Christian for a hot minute. And then I switched over because, you know, and then I switched (laughs) over. It was a past life thing. I'm positive. I just was Greek in a past life and I couldn't get away from it. And then I switched over to being paganism, pagan. And then I switched over to (laughs) paganism. (laughs) I'm drunk. And then I started switching over to exploring paganism, specifically Wicca, because that's what you do. You go from very old school Orthodox Christianity to, (laughs) you know, neoliberal paganism dancing in the woods naked. Not everybody. I don't see. I don't see the disconnect there. It's, you know, it's a spectrum. (laughs) Anyway, so at the time, there was this little newsletter in Portland that was a little witchy newsletter. It was really cool. Again, like, I wish it still existed. I don't think it does anymore. And I called this phone number for this, to this woman who I, because I wanted to find a coven, because I had read all these books about witchcraft, you know, the five that existed at the time, because it was before it became a thing. And I called the woman and I told her I was looking for a coven because <laughs> I only ever read things. So right. coven, right? I don't, I didn't know. And she was not having it. She was like, it's pronounced coven. And she had nothing more to say to me. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the 17-year-old hippie girl. And I was just, my little heart was crushed. And I totally gave up looking for a coven after that. I I went to a couple, like, events where I participated in, mm-hmm. like, you know, that were done through different things that I found. And that was fine. But, you know, it's interesting. I have a really hard time, and I don't know why, but there's some reason behind it. But I have a really hard time connecting to, like, organized group things. Mm, interesting. I found a, a interfaith church in Seattle that I really liked with great people, but like I couldn't get myself to go. Like I have mm-hmm. some sort of a block, even though I really mm. liked it. I really enjoyed the experience, but I just can't get myself to go to something that's organized with big groups of people. There's something that just is repelled by it. Well, and that makes it really hard to find community. <laughs> yes, it's true. So what my community looks like is much more grassroots, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's much more like 
nodule. It's like me hanging out with one or two people here and there, right? And it's it's yeah. just resources online. It's kind of a really DIY sort of community. And, you know, I also went to, there is a, a group bigger than a coven, I would say. A coven is usually just a small group of people. This was much larger with probably 20, 30, maybe even 40 people. And they had an event every year that was open to everybody and this really beautiful property in Washington. And so I went to that and it was a little too, there were too many men involved, mm. if I'm being perfectly honest. And it's not that I don't like men. It's just that particularly at that point in my life, I was so much more comfortable around feminine energy. And they also had a nudity optional area that I wasn't super comfortable with nudity at the time. And I definitely wasn't comfortable with nude men who I was not intimate with. Mm -hmm. And I just remember there was a guy dressed up as a Klingon, and he kept talking at me in Klingon. Okay, good. Good. Like, That's connecting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want me to do. I had, like, never really watched Star Trek at that point. I was like, all I know is that you're Klingon and you're shouting at me. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't have a transporter to beam you away. Right. <laughs> then for years, I struggled to find a group that was mm -hmm. anything bigger than Emily and me. Yeah. It was just the two of us for a really, really long time. And then what happened? <laughs> and then I met Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> and I rocked your world. <laughs> I mean, I went to Pagan Pride events and also just never really felt like I connected with the people there. One of the problems that I had and still do have with finding Woo community is that a lot of the people who are involved are very, very serious about it, like mm -hmm, you said. Mm -hmm. And they take it all very seriously. And if you laugh at the wrong moment, they get really upset and I'm somebody who takes everything with a grain of salt and I have a sense of humor about the whole thing. And it's hard to find your peeps when you're a very grounded, skeptical person mm -hmm. who also happens to believe a lot of stuff that's kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, is the people that are like you, it's the same. They show up to those events and they go, these are not my people. Right. So we're all rejecting the like organized get get togethers because you're like, mm -mm, that's not my people. And I don't want to say right. there's anything wrong with those people because there isn't. No. It's just different vibrations. Like that's what I kind of like to think about it as. Like we all are vibrating at different levels. And Absolutely. it's good to find people that are matching our energy. And it's awesome that there are different types of people for different types of vibrations. Yeah. And just because I don't jive with that particular type of woo person doesn't mean that our listeners don't jive with them. Absolutely. We're open to everything and everybody. Yeah. It's just that's not my scene. Yeah. And that's okay. That's, you know, and it's important because in order to build community, you really have to kind of have you know, interpersonal connections. And I get you because yes. I've gone to some of these things and it's just like, oh, I do not connect with these people, right? Mm -hmm. Or some of these people that just because they're just, they're maybe on a, just a different dimension than I am, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or they're just in a different place in their life, perhaps. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And I've also noticed that there are a lot of 
gatekeeping organizations and groups within the pagan and woo communities where it's a trial to get involved with them. You have to meet the right person and then you have to go through these stages. And, mm. you know, there are there are covens that are very hierarchical mm-hmm. and there's like a whole initiation process. And that's also not how I roll. I don't think that there should be barriers to woo. Yeah. I don't think that there should be barriers to spirituality. And for some people, having that trial situation where they have to go through a process is rewarding. Yeah. And I can understand that, right? I can understand that. I don't have time for it, but I can understand (laughs) it. Yeah. I am not the sort of person who's like, I will prove my worthiness to you. I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm good. If you can't understand that, when you just look at me, then, you know, you're not my peeps. That's right. <laughs> I say very tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, so I, I've kind of given up on going to some of the big get togethers just because I just like I said earlier, like, I know it's just not me. It, it just is not mm-hmm. me. It's not how I yeah. connect to people. But I do connect to people in a couple of other ways, right? I like to sneak my little woo flag out every now and again. Totally. And actually ended up finding it was so amazing. I started working at this organization that was a very conservative organization. Mm-hmm. Working in HR. And, you know, you'll just slip out a little something, like maybe an easy one to kind of test the waters is just mm-hmm. to talk about astrology. Oh, yeah. Astrology is the gateway. Yeah. The gateway drug, right? Because <laughs> nobody's going to like totally roll their eyes at you or think you're kookadoo. Well, I mean, sometimes they do. Sometimes, sometimes they, they do. do roll their eyes at you. But it's common enough and innocuous yes. enough that if they roll their eyes at you, they're not going to think that you're pagan. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever. No, they're not going to assume that you're a Satan worshiper or Yes, whatever. exactly. So yeah, so I, I, I don't even remember how I kind of slid out my little, my woo flag. Uh, but it was hilarious because my boss was like, oh my gosh, all of us on our team are all into this spirituality stuff. <laughs> and she's like, the universe brought us together. Yes. And I was just like, yes, it did, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really great to be able to be like in this organization of very conservative people and very like rationally minded people, but have this connection where we could like look at things through our lens as well to be like, oh, well, I wonder if there's some lesson that we're supposed to be learning here or some spiritual purpose to what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to be able to have that with people. And again, I didn't I didn't find that out because I went to an event or I went to a church or some sort of thing like that. But it was just because I just let out a little bit of myself and I let out a little bit of vulnerability and that gave other people the chance to say, yes, I'm like that too. It's so interesting that you mentioned astrology, right? Because that is such a, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to read my horoscope. It's something that's in papers, right? Yes. It's everywhere. And I'll often start with things like if I know when somebody's birthday is or I'm asking like, oh, when's your birthday? Oh, and is that Gemini? Exactly. You know, just kind of popping that in there. And then some of them are like, oh, I don't know. Or they're like, oh, oh my God, astrology is such bullshit. You know, and, yes. or they'll be like, well, yes, I'm Gemini on the cusp of mm-hmm. Taurus or whatever it's on the cusp of. And like my moon Cancer. is in blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they get into their moon and they're rising, you know, you've got them. Yeah. You found somebody. Another thing is Mercury retrograde. 
people kind of make fun of the fact that people are constantly blaming their problems on Mercury retrograde. But I think that there's a part of us where it's like, oh, we have communication problems every fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like you're going to have trouble with email. You're going to have some stuff. But when Mercury is in retrograde, you can blame your problems on that and see who bites. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of helps you to find some of your, and they might not be your peeps, right? Mm-hmm. But some of the people who are at least woo or woo friendly or woo adjacent. Woo curious. Woo curious. I think I do that as well with reincarnation, you know? Sure. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, well I bet I was up to that in my past life. It yeah. becomes a little bit more, you know, doing it in a way that's a little bit joking, but it's kind of interesting to see how people kind of respond. Yeah. If it's just like it goes dead, you're like, okay, good for you. <laughs> But maybe they'll be like, oh, I hear you. I was there with you. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say there is one way that I found Woo Peeps that, well, I guess actually two ways that are kind of group oriented. So I've talked about like just having this one-on-one, but classes actually. Mm -hmm. I don't have a negative experience or a resisting experience because I wouldn't say I I haven't had negative experiences so much. Just like, oh, this isn't my thing. But I do when it comes to classes. So Mm -hmm. I've taken energy healing classes. I've taken psychic reading classes. Yeah, and there's like a real wide variety of people that take those classes. Some people that are not going to be on your wavelength and some Mm -hmm. people that are. And like that's one of the ways I've made some really great friends through those sorts of classes and programs. That's awesome. I have not, unfortunately. But I also haven't done as much of that as you have. Mm. I did go to essentially Hogwarts. (laughs) for graduate school when I went to get my acupuncture degree. And I met a lot of woo people, Mm. many of whom were my peeps. Yeah. Part of that, too, is that when you're in something that's so intensive as a graduate program and possibly some of the classes that you're talking about, you really have to let down your guard Mm -hmm. around people. There's a lot of really intense stuff that happens. Yeah. And so you get to know people at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you're just at a surface level. Yeah. And I think that that's... That's probably the biggest challenge with finding community of this sort is that it's hard sometimes to get past people's masks and people's shells. Yeah, their shells, all those cancers. I know. I was thinking specifically about cancers. I could feel it. So I think – so I said one way is through – classes, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other way that I've really found other community people is in my life coaching business, right? Oh, sure. We That's how you and I met. Yes. After all, right? (laughs) I got a room at a um, healing center and ended up doing trades with other um, practitioners there. And there's just was just like amazing people that do all this woo work in the world. Yes. And so it was really great having being able to connect with people like you, Rosalie. Aww. <laughs> I'm going to get into some of our heavier shit. Let's get heavy. Let's get in some heavy shit. Yeah. You know, you and I decided to start a spiritual community center because we were looking for our peeps. Yes. And more than that, we wanted to create space for peeps. Like we wanted to have places where we could have workshops or that people could come and connect. Like we wanted to create a space that we could bring the spiritual community together. Absolutely. And we called it the Seattle Spiritual Community Center Mm -hmm. because we wanted it to be a place where 
community happened. Yes. To facilitate not just our own community, but the community of other people who were similar. And if Eckhart Tolle managed to show up, we were okay with that. <laughs> you have no idea, listeners, how many times Jillian brought up Eckhart Tolle. I, he's my favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, we were all about it. We were manifesting shit. We were putting things into the universe. I was channeling masculine energy <laughs> that may or may not have worked out well for us. <laughs> Because here's what's happened. Okay, I had to say this part. So we got together. There was three of us. We got together. And I don't remember which one of you got the information. Rosalie, I think maybe it was you that was like, maybe there was a tarot reading that was done by Mm -hmm. somebody. And it was like, oh, we needed to bring in more masculine energy, something like that. (laughs) And and you and our other partner both looked at me because like, you know, I feel like I'm very balanced in my masculine and feminine energy. So we did this whole thing to bring in more masculine energy, and we and we, turns out we did. We really did. We <laughs> ended up going out into the community because we wanted to start stir kind of interest. So we set up these different like workshops at different coffee centers all over the city to have people come in and talk to us and get involved. And we got a group of men that showed up, which really, when you're talking about alternative spirituality, which is like ninety percent women. Mm-hmm. Kind of fascinating that we got like men. 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 There were very few women who showed up to our events that yes. we had together. Fascinating. <laughs> they had thoughts about how we should do things. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of mansplaining there, happening. There were. I mean, I know their hearts are in the right place and they wanted to help, but it was, you know, it was that sort of dynamic that it was like, we got it. We got it. We're good. Yeah. And ultimately, The spiritual community center didn't work out. Um, There were a million different reasons why it didn't happen. And I guess we won't get too deep because we don't need to get into the soul-crushing identity loss that we experienced (laughs) after that. But it was a bit traumatic. We'll just say that. (laughs) It was traumatic. And I do think that 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 is an important point to make, which is when you do lose community, it is very, very, very challenging. Yeah. even losing the idea of a community can be heartbreaking. Absolutely. To feel kind of alone in the world, particularly yeah. when you've had something and it's been taken from you. I can imagine that people that leave behind religions like Christianity or Mormonism or whatever, they're, or even like cults, yeah. right? I can imagine that's probably really the hard part, but like I got out of this situation, but it provided me community. It provided me family. So there's right. like there's like wounds there. There is also, you know, when you talk about like cults in particular, obviously I have a slight obsession with cults. That's my thing. But it's really important to be cautious when you're finding groups in particular. Mm-hmm. The self-help world and the pagan world, it's rife with cults or cult-like organizations. Yeah. And that's something to be really cognizant of when you're looking for people. When you go to something where you're meeting with the community, definitely connect with people, but also do exercise that rational mind and ask yourself, does this seem a little weird? Does it seem a little odd? Yeah. And if your gut, if there's a part of you that says something's not right here, something's not right there. And it doesn't mean that that's a cult. It doesn't mean that it's evil or they're eating babies or anything like that. 
it might just mean that it's not right for you. Yeah, it just doesn't resonate with you. But if you feel that gut feeling, don't try to force it. Mm -hmm. So I had one. I went to one event that I was invited to by people that I totally love and adore. And they were all about this woman. And and this was not a cult, by the way, that as far as I know, this isn't a cult story. <laughs> but I went and my God, everybody there was batshit for this woman. And I mean, mm-hmm. she was cool. She looked cool. She had good energy. She had a lot of energy. And everybody did. And I but it was fascinating because I've been into woo stuff since I was a kid. But I am sitting here and I'm thinking... I am not on the same planet as the rest of these people. (laughs) And I just kind of felt like they were, like, they talked a lot about being on the cutting edge of this new wave. And I thought, you know what? Maybe they are. Maybe they are on the cutting edge. Maybe they're, like, way out on the edge of this new universe that's being brought in. And that's awesome. And they were all riding that wave. And I'm like, I'm just not on that wave. That's just not my wave. I'm at the beach. I'm in the sand. (laughs) I'm getting some sun. You do your wave. I'm going to have a martini. (laughs) So like, it's okay. Like you don't, you don't have to resonate with like, they can be, you can be woo. They can be woo. You can just be woo in two different areas. Yeah. So I've gotten very close to being part of two different cults in my, (laughs) my woo journey. Because of my desire for community. Mm. I went to a thing with the cult leader and I hated him. So (laughs) I was quickly quashed. (laughs) But the other one, it was a series of classes and encountering people who just had these really out there ideas that drove me crazy because I knew that somebody had bullshitted them. But I kept taking these classes until I finally realized as I got up to like level four or five out of, I don't even remember how many, but I was nearing the top echelon of these classes that they believed things that were just absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, this belief that there's this planet that's going to come, a rogue planet that's got a a cockeyed orbit around Earth, and it's going to come and smash into Earth at some point. And that happens every 20,000 years or something, and it's coming up. You know, I always, I mean, I see this in a lot of different areas besides just the community. You see it a lot in the world today, but I really do, Mm -hmm. like, just use logic. Does this Mm -hmm. make logical sense to you? Does this feel like something you want to believe in? right? Because maybe it doesn't make logical sense to you, but it feels good to believe in it. Well, that's good. Yeah. But is this a fear-based belief too? Like if, if if this doesn't make logical sense, and it seems to be wrapped up in a lot of fear and suspicion and like, mm-hmm. like well, maybe that's not where you want to put your energy. Yeah. And I mean, another thing to really think about is that fear is how people control other people. Yeah, that's very true. Watch out for fear, people. Yeah. You see anybody peddling fear, just watch, just turn around. Turn you around. Walk out that door. I just had this image of you like farting on the fear. Fart on the fear. Fart on it. I like it. <laughs> I'm down with that fart on fear t-shirt. It's time to make that t-shirt. I like it. <laughs> and you know, really, ultimately what it comes down to is that I would say, be wary of anybody who tries to tell you what is truth mm-hmm. or what to do or how to do it mm-hmm. because nobody knows what the fundamental truth of the universe is. Nobody knows. 
Even us, which is hard to believe. I know. You are all (laughs) aghast. Okay, I feel like we've scared our audience enough. (laughs) I don't. Um, So there are more things to fear. (laughs) Yeah, let's make sure they're nice and scared because then we can control them. That's right. No! Oh, shoot. I was really excited about having our own cult. (laughs) No, not this lifetime. (laughs) I did. I heard lifetimes in the future. I did it before. No, I don't know if I did before. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, almost certainly. I think you you must have been involved in a cult at some point. That's maybe. <laughs> I could have been. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't want to go into big gatherings of people. Maybe I don't trust myself. I will lead them all. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have got good intentions in this lifetime. But one never knows when you start getting a taste of power, what can happen to you. <laughs> noted (laughs) we have a couple of really interesting and insightful audience questions that i'd like to get into yeah let's get into our audience questions and on that note i just want to say people you need to come and find us on social media (laughs) and follow us on facebook and instagram or come and join our go to shitmysoulsispodcast.com and join our newsletter because what we do is we post about the topic that's coming up and uh, ask for your questions. So we want to hear what you want to know before we start talking about it. Yes. I really like this question a lot. I come from a very conservative family. Any suggestions about how I can connect with others like me while still managing my family dynamics? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? I'll throw in the thoughts at the end. I want to hear what you have to say about it, Rosalie. Okay. Well, I come from a very conservative family. And I married into a very conservative family. And on my end, it's my father who's very conservative and my brothers are very skeptical. And my mom is kind of somewhere off doing her own thing. (laughs) And so my mom knows that I'm pagan and my brothers know, but they conveniently forget. But I have no intention of ever telling my father, ever, because he will not understand. And I'm not worried at this point about being disowned. It's just I don't want to have a conversation with him about it. Mm-hmm. And with my in-laws, they're also very conservative. So I just don't talk about it. That being said, I think if you're able to be open and honest about who you are, it's much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if telling people that are in your family, particularly if you're younger If telling people in your family is going to damage you in some way, if it's going to put you at risk for being disowned or, you know, having abuse happen to you, then just keep it to yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. You always have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I guess the reason why I wanted to throw something in the end, I didn't come from a conservative family, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in other episodes, we talk about how my mom is the one who introduced me to tarot cards. (laughs) And I chat with my dad every night. And he's just kind of like, whatever, you know, he's his mother was into the woo. Um, The closest thing I have to it, and it's not about conservative, but my brother is an atheist, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Like, I love it. But he is very much not comfortable with spirituality. And for me, it's really hard because it's really a lot who I am. And I do feel like it's the one topic where it gets 
uncomfortable. Like I want to be able to be myself and talk about things and I'll bring up things every now and again, or I'll mention things. And it's just kind of like silent. Like he, he doesn't really, he just thinks it's weird. I don't know if he has his own past life. I figure, well, maybe in the past life where I was a cult leader, it was a bad thing for him. I don't know. Maybe I did something wrong to him. I don't know. Um, But for me, it's like, on the one hand, I know I just have to respect that he's in a different place than I am, right? So whether he was a conservative Christian or an atheist, like, he's where he's at. And this isn't something that he's comfortable with. And it's too bad because... For me, my spirituality is why I'm still alive in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've gone through some dark periods in my life and it's because of my belief system that I kept going in my life. And like I wish yeah. I wish he knew that like you might think this is weird and crazy, but for me it's why I am still around to be a part of your life is because of my belief system. Is because of what kept me going and and mm-hmm. knowing that like finding a deeper purpose and deeper meanings when I have challenging things happen to me and not like take it off. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to just acknowledge that like I can be where I'm at. He can be where he's at. I have, like you had said, you got to take care of yourself. You got to nourish yourself. And if I don't need his energy on my shit, And he probably doesn't need my energy on his shit. So we do our own separate things. But I do have to say, like, that was one thing that was really beautiful. For me, it was extremely touching that, like, my birthday just happened and he sent me some gifts. And one of the gifts was, like, a chakra book. Mm. And it's just, like, that's not anything, like, he'd ever talked to me about. But, like, it was a little – for me, it was, like, a little way of him accepting me in a small way. So I just feel like when you can be patient with people – they can find their own way to start creating space for you in their lives. Yes. And if they're not in a place where they can begin to make space for you, Mm -hmm. that's on them. Yeah, absolutely. That is not on you. And I think it's really important for people to take that to heart. Mm -hmm. Because when somebody that you care about with all of your heart can't accept a piece of you, that feels like you're failing. Mm -hmm. But but that's not not. You know, the other thing I want to throw in, too, is to recommend to go listen to our energy protection episode. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the past, we got a question from a listener that had a dynamic with her mother. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that can be part of it, too. Like, maybe if it's if if they do know that you're woo, and you're getting negative stuff from them, like, you might need to put up some energetic boundaries. And really, you got to in the end, you got to take care of yourself, right? Whatever that looks like. Agreed 100%. Yes. Energy shit. (laughs) The sucking and shoving episode, I believe is what it's called. Oh, yes, that is absolutely what it's called. We will link to it in the show notes. Do you want to read the next one? I do want to read the next one. Okay. I've tried going to a few spiritual meetups, but people just seem a little too woo for me. Any suggestions for finding people that aren't about to take off for another planet? (laughs) I hear you. I have been there. (laughs) Yeah, actually, there are some suggestions that we kind of cooked up. Uh, And we don't have to read them all right now. But I think one thing that's really good is if you can kind of get into a niche area of something that you are really into, like maybe it's Eckhart Tolle, or maybe it's tarot cards, or maybe it's astrology, something that you tend to be a little bit more intense about, 
And then um, if you go to maybe a book reading or you find a meetup group that's all about that, you know, you might be able to find people that are at the same, you know, at the same kind of level as you are. Rosalie, what about you? What do you think about that? I would agree with that. You know, I also, I know a lot of people who have this problem. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my best friend who is just like, I'm so afraid to be open about who I am because the people that I know who are open about it are people who don't jive with me. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people who are grounded to find their place in the woo world because the people who are the loudest are often the ones who the more grounded people are turned off by. That energy doesn't work with the really grounded energy. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast, yeah. too, was to make it clear that there is space in the woo world for people of every woo stripe. Yes. Yes, I love that. And you know, something else that kind of came to mind, I do believe, and I have read a lot that indicates this as well, is that you know, on the planet, we're going through this big transformation, we're going through kind of a spiritual shift. And I think you have, I mean, if you look back in the 60s, how many people were into woo, it was very fringe, but more and more and more and more and more and more and more, you find more people getting into woo topics. There's like a lot of people that believe in reincarnation, for example, Mm -hmm. right? Look how many tarot decks there are out there, (laughs) you know, all sorts of things. I think with the planet starting to kind of shift and becoming more spiritual, you're going to see a lot more people in what you're going to have a lot more people to pick from. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see a lot more people that are a little bit more grounded because they're maybe more new to woo and haven't like aren't ready to ascend to (laughs) planet Zotar yet. (laughs) You know, another thing, we don't have merchandise yet. But when we do, start carrying around a tote bag that says, do your woo. Mm-hmm. And other people who listen to this podcast are going to be like, oh, you, you're my peep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's another way to fly your flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say, yeah, be patient. But also, I mean, you know, I'd also say one thought that came to my head, you could start your own meetups, right? Yes. I would just say, like, be yourself. Yes. And, you know, you might find that going to woo groups isn't the way for you to meet your peeps. Yeah. And that's fine. Yes. I've never really met my people going to woo events. Yeah. That just hasn't resonated with me. That hasn't worked for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Some other ideas for finding people who are similar to you is the internet. Yeah, you may have heard (laughs) of it. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is that's my social media platform Mm -hmm. you know that was the first one that I really got into and you know I'm 40 so I'm not hip but (laughs) (laughs) there are social media groups and things and I don't know what they all are but you can find on Facebook anyway groups of people so I'm part of a an Oregon witches Facebook group Mm -hmm. and I actually found a lot of people in my neighborhood through my Buy Nothing group who are woo adjacent or woo curious because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to post a tarot deck on Buy Nothing and just offer it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, you're like me. Yes. Not that everybody has a tarot deck that they want to pass along, but, you know, different things like that. But if you're like Rosalie, who gets a tarot deck every time there's a Kickstarter for it. 
you might have a few to pass on or crystals or what many other things right <laughs> but it's or maybe you go to get them on your buy nothing group and that's how you find the person yes but yeah i've also had that i'm on in a facebook group uh, about reincarnation of course because that's my thing michael newton reincarnation group and um yeah sometimes i'll pop in and have like dialogues with people and then they might friend me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, one way as well. I like it. Yeah. And when the world is back to normal, going on meetup and finding groups that sound like they might fit. Mm-hmm. Just you go to the group and you see if it's a fit. And if it's not, you don't have to go back. Yeah. Also, you know, a really, I already mentioned going, taking classes, right? Mm-hmm. If you have like a, any kind of a healing or psychic or anything astrology there's lots of classes in the world you can meet other people that way it's a great way to connect with people but also yoga like if you're in a place that might not have psychic classes Mm -hmm. you probably at least have someplace that teaches yoga and that might be a way to find people that are kind of more into the spiritual or woo side not necessarily but it's possible. Yeah, they're into their chakras. And you can talk about <laughs> chakra and you can listen to our chakra episode and throw down some chakra facts with them. That's a possibility. I would also say go to woo shops if there are any in your area. They're often called new age bookstores mm-hmm. or metaphysical. Mm-hmm. Even in some places that I wouldn't necessarily expect, I've seen some mm-hmm. shops like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a large metropolitan area, odds are you've got at least one. Yeah. But many of those shops have events or an events calendar. Mm-hmm. And they are a good hub to find places to go. And you can also chat with the people who work there. Yeah. Some of them aren't going to be friendly. And if they're not, that's not on you. That's on them. Yeah, exactly. That just means you're on different frequencies or they had a bad day or they have indigestion. Right. Uh, what I'm saying is don't give up just because somebody yes. isn't really helpful. Because we've learned if you persist, you can become the queen of the pagans. That's right. And if you don't persist, you're just going to be Jillian. That's right. Thanks. (laughs) Former past life cult leader Jillian. Yes. That's what I did. But yeah, but yeah. Also, you know, I found this as I was doing a little bit of poking around on research ahead of time. And I thought it was a great idea. Like, you might not have any woo shops or Facebook groups, or maybe the Facebook groups turn you off. But you probably have a bookstore. And they might have author signings of people that come in. And if you look and see that there's somebody like Gabrielle Bernstein or other woo writers. (laughs) I was going to say Eckhart Tolle, but I was like, I've already said him too much. And I don't think he goes through and does book signings anymore. (laughs) I need to get off my Eckhart Tolle (laughs) bandwagon. (laughs) But, you know, that's an idea. Ah, there's sometimes there's community calendars as well. You can use Google. Google Google shit. Or, you know, at the very least, you can go to like, if you can find a life coach, they probably know some shit because I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) So you can be like, I'm looking for some people. This is my sort of thing. They might be able to point you in a couple of different directions. Yeah. Also, body workers acupuncturists, naturopaths, Mm -hmm. some massage therapists, like that world is 
full of people who have some woo inclinations. Not everybody, obviously, but they probably are more tapped into that world than your mail carrier. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to say that mail carriers can't be woo, because obviously they can, but your odds are better (laughs) if you start talking about it with a body worker than if you start talking about it with some random person who's not wearing a a pentacle or some other woo symbol on them. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I'm going to be like, you know what? The truth is I'm lazy. I don't want to go out to a book signing or a meetup group where I'm just going to get exhausted by people that I don't want to hang out with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so you know what I would do? Really? Honestly, me, Jillian, this is exactly what I would do. I would tell the universe I'm looking for my peeps. And I would ask my guides for help to bring them to me. And then, like I said earlier, I would just let my little woo flag slip out from here from time to time when I talk to people and see how they react. And just be open and look for the signs around me that are like, maybe I get a flyer for a particular event that does Mm -hmm. excite me or interest me. Then I would go to it. If something doesn't interest you, don't go. No. Because it's probably your soul or your guides or your gut or whatever (laughs) telling you like that's not your peeps yeah i agree absolutely ask for help from your guides the universe your deities Mm -hmm. your ancestors whoever yeah nature spirits your plants your trees yeah um i say trees because of druids just to be clear okay keep yeah (laughs) we're inclusive woo here all inclusive woo yes Whoever your, like, non-corporeal peeps are, they can probably lead you to your corporeal peeps. Yes, I love that. (laughs) I love it. All right. So we hope that you find your community. Oh, and you know what else? One other place you could go. You could go on the Shit My Soul Says Facebook page and start interacting with some of our posts. Yeah, or Instagram. Or Instagram, if that's your thing, too. Who knows? Maybe someday we'll be hip kids and have a TikTok. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you never know. Right now we don't, though. Don't look for us on TikTok. You're not going to find yeah. anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another way. Okay, Jillian. I think that it is tarot time. I want you to go first. Oh, I wanted week. you to go first. No. Okay. <laughs> I went first last time. You did go first last time. Um, well, it's because I got a person card. I, I don't like the people cards. I always have a hard time understanding the people cards. Huh. Interesting. I have blocks. But anyway, I got the Knight of Pentacles. Oh, he's dreamy. He's a dreamy guy in this ethereal visions illuminated tarot deck. Mm-hmm. Although he mm-hmm. actually looks kind of like an asshole, to be honest. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I look at his face, he kind of looks a little bit like an asshole. But um, <laughs> hopefully that's not my reading. Because <laughs> so pentacles, coins, those are all about the physical world, right? The material mm-hmm. world. So often that's about money, but sometimes that's about your physical space. Just the material and your body as well. And for me, knights are also very much about like doing action, charging into battle, like putting it like a, a action energy. So that's why I'm like, that's why I didn't want to go first because I feel like this is a follow-up card. So there's something about active material energy. Okay. Well, this one is a little bit more 
ethereal, I guess. This is the sage from the Mm. Threads of Fate Oracle. Mm. And the sage is all about tapping into your inner wisdom. And it also, one of the reasons I harped so much on, like, the the culty aspect of things is because this card encourages you to avoid people who are false teachers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I pulled it beforehand and I was like, oh, I'd better make sure I mention this. <laughs> but yeah, so this is really about tapping into that woo aspect of yourself, your inner wisdom. So I think that combined, it's like first you have to tap into your shit and then you can find other people's shit (laughs) i don't want to find people's shit (laughs) but i get i get what you're saying for me it's like what i really kind of get when you combine our powers is this idea of like the very much what we're talking about right the spiritual mentor mentorship right Mm -hmm. but here's a guy who's who's taking action in the physical world right in the physical world to find that spiritual connection or that spiritual wisdom. Absolutely. I like that. I don't know what that means as far as to give you advice on what to do. <laughs> I mean, but we spent a lot of time giving advice yeah, on what to do. You got so. enough advice tonight. You're all full up with our advice <laughs> and our cautions and our warnings. <laughs> so we want you to find your way in the world in a way that makes sense. You need to find your path. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners. We couldn't do it without you. We're excited that you're here with us to listen to our crazy woo shit. Yes. And please subscribe, rate, and review. And visit us at shitmysoulsayspodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter where you will get notified in your email when a new episode is out, as well as our blog posts, because we do follow up blog posts that often dive into some of our topics a little bit more deeply or announce different things that are going on in our life or in our world or with our podcast. Big things. Not like... Oh, hey, something going on in my life is I just ate some toast. <laughs> we will not spam you with that. No, we don't do that. We o- And we only, send- we only send an email like once every week. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You're not going to hear about our toast. We're gluten free anyway. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, there we are. All right. Well, I feel like this is extra apropos in this episode. Do your woo yes do your woo and tell us what shit does your soul say yes what shit does your soul say say it (laughs) bye Bye.